Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. This morning, last week, it was all about those who built their lives and continue to build their lives on the wisdom that they've heard. This morning, we're going to look at the foolish person who hears the same message but changes the formula. I don't know much about parenting on the mother's side, but I have heard the stories of what happens when babies don't have the right formula. I mean, it can be a mess. And wise men stay away. Sorry. So this morning we're going to go back to that passage of Scripture. But I want want to fit into that passage in Matthew. And it was Jesus who told the story of the two individuals. One chose to build their life upon the rock. And the other chose to build their life upon the sand. If you'll look at the culture that we're in right now. I'm going to be very honest straightforward and frank most of our young people are building upon the sand so if you see that and you know that don't cry when there's a crash because you saw it and you didn't address it come on now i want to give uh credence to the holy spirit this morning I had my own thoughts about yesterday and how he was going to have me tie it together. Those that were here, you saw how he tied it together. And we took the one letter off of Evans and we talked about you could not be neutral. This morning in my devotion, God is my witness, Dr. Billy Graham's devotion was on this. Once you have examined the cross and the finished work of Christ, there's no way that you can be neutral about Jesus. I am very concerned as a minister of the gospel and as an administrator, our young people believe that they can be neutral and everything's going to be all right. You must take a stand either for the sand that you've chosen or the rock that he chose. Did you hear that? We choose the sand we like, but you will never choose the rock. Because he's the rock and he chose us. What was happening right there with the volume and the tone is I want to correct some theology. We did not choose him. He chose us. And we better get that right. That was biblical, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) He chose us. We did not choose him. And see, that shows you that we still love self. A lot. Wow, I, I finally came to the realization that I needed to choose Jesus. Are you kidding me? He's the one that leaves the 90 and 9 and comes to us. We weren't even looking for him, and he came to us. Grace is prevenient, meaning God was on the outside, reaching all the way out, out into where we were to bring us to the rock, and the rock is Christ Jesus. Let's talk about foolish individuals this morning. And I have to tell you, I had a debate in the middle of the night with him, and he won again. Always. 
He always wins. Because on the heels of yesterday, I wanted to come in with a kumbaya kind of message. I wanted to come in and just kind of, you know, make sure everybody is just kind of floating along. It's dangerous to know what God's Word says and what He wants, but we want to just kind of, can I just change that a little bit? There is a burden in the heart of the Father, and I carry that for Him, that we are standing in the stands knowing that our children and young people are making foolish choices and we don't want to address it. Address it before it's too late. Address it often. Please. In Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, we're going to look at foolishness today. In fact, this is not on the screen this morning, but the Bible says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. I remember growing up, my dad used to say to me quite often, and with reason, stop acting so foolish. I can hear it today. Listen to Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 to 2. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. You cannot double walk. You cannot walk with them and walk with him. I did not say work with them, fellowship, do all of that. But when you're walking in step with the wicked, it will change your course. Or stand in the way that sinners take. Or sit in the company of mockers. To mock God's word means if the cross was going up this morning, that's where I would be. At the cross, mocking God. The Bible says, do not sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. So when you go back to Matthew and you begin looking at the storyline, both individuals heard the same thing. It is amazing how what we hear, we change what we hear so it fits what we want to say. Let me break it down to you this way. Perhaps this might be the safest place for me. Last Monday and Tuesday, we did a lot of grief counseling and assisting and honoring students and honoring the life of um, Isaac Evans. On one of the days, I took the time in the cafeteria to talk to the students at the high school level in the cafeteria, and I gave them two points. Later in the week, that entire few moments was changed. And calls were made based on what they wanted to say. I said, (laughs) foolishness, ladies and gentlemen. Foolishness. Self is foolish and loves the throne. And the throne today is technology. In James chapter 1, verse 22 and 23, listen closely to the half-brother of Jesus. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Let's pause for a moment. Both individuals heard what Jesus was saying. One became a doer, the other became a deceiver. You may walk out of here today, become a doer of the word, and learn how to serve like others, or you can deceive yourself and then turn the message and say, Pastor called me a fool. Hmm. Holy Spirit. 
For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. Most people who are foolish are living in the natural realm and satisfying their nature, even if it's destroying the Spirit of God in the life of others. Come on, church. In Hebrews chapter 2, 1, listen closely, and I really appreciate, I can sense and feel the support, because we are in a very dangerous hour right now. Someone mentioned to me this morning the number of young people, the number of young adults who have died just within the last couple of months. The enemy is not playing. You may be, but I want you to know he stands behind the scenes looking to destroy. Hebrews 2.1, Therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we've heard, lest we drift away. Deceivers always drift. Connect the two passages of scriptures, please. A person who deceives themselves will deceive others. So if you're lying to yourself, you're going to lie about others. You will drift away, and anybody with you drifts with you. <laughs> Come on, church. An individual has put it this way. You can determine your own truth, or you can consult the God of all truth. <laughs> wow. So let's go back now to the story. Both individuals heard the same thing. One received it. And now we're ready to look at the individual who was on the sand who chose to resist it. One of Bob Gass's devotionals this past week brought this truth to our attention. Two things are happening every day in your life. You're either receiving or you are resisting. And like right now, there may be pushback in your heart, in your mind towards the word of God. That's not going to change the word and that's not going to change me. Because there are souls to be saved over there on that campus. Hmm. You think I'm more concerned about what you think of me when there are young people on their way to hell? You've got to be kidding me. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but if I, then they're going to start deleting me. Praise God, hurry up, delete me. <laughs> delete me, that's fine. There are souls that we must go. I, I see in my mind's eye that whole side filled with all those students that we were with on Friday night. Hmm. I turned to Robin around 1 o'clock. We're going to look at resist. I turned to Robin at 1 o'clock because I was done. By the way, if you ever want to go to a party, to a universal moment, take Robin. That girl will walk and ride anything. Lord Jesus, have mercy. At 1 o'clock in the morning, I was done. I said, I'm sitting down until it's time to go, babe. I am done walking. I'm done riding. And she wanted to take on all those rides. I said, girl, we're not teenagers. What in the world? Whew. But at 1 o'clock, about 1.15, I said, I just want you to look around, if you will. And she said, okay. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, in the midnight hour, if the trumpet was to blow right now, how many kids on this entire area would be ready to be raptured out. She just kind of looked at me. And she said, why do you think like that? <laughs> How can we say we love children and we love young people, but we're not concerned about eternity? 
The reason I stand with confidence and be able to move forward today and to know that Isaac, though his body was here, he wasn't yesterday, and he's home with the Lord, is because we know he was ready to meet the Lord. We're not talking about his hiccups. We're not talking about any of those things. We're talking about he had made a decision for Jesus Christ. And I'm wondering about young people and anyone that may be here this morning, have you made that decision? Or are you trying to be neutral? Or are you trying to have a little bit of Jesus and a whole lot of you? Hmm. Resisting. Let's see what happens to the individual that builds on the cultural times that we're living in. Resisting. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of divination. And presumption as iniquity and idolatry. Because you've rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. <laughs> I do not want to play with God's word. Man, I don't believe that. Man, I'm not putting up with that. I don't care about that. Be careful what you think and say. Because how you treat the Lord is how you may get treated. <laughs> you don't remember the story of Moses? He was not permitted to walk into the promised land. God doesn't play. Isaiah 63, 10. But they rebelled against him and grieved his Holy Spirit. Listen, this is God's word. So he became their enemy and fought against them. Man, it's one thing knowing the enemy is coming against me. But man, when the Lord has to start, come on now. I don't need that. I am not going to rebel and grieve the Holy Spirit. I may upset your apple cart. That's one thing. But man, when I intentionally start doing what I did when I was a teenager, uh-uh, it's too late in the game for me. And it might be for you because you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. Listen to what it says one more time. <coughs> they rebelled against him and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he became their enemy and fought against them. How many pastors are teaching that today? They're not. You know, God's just a great big grandfather and he's just waiting to do anything and everything. He doesn't care what you do, where you go. He doesn't, are you serious? Where did you get that? Could you show that to me in God's word? Please. I mean, I get pretty fired up and someone said to me, hey, uh, I hear that Ohio State won uh, yesterday. Well, of course, everybody wins in spring training. I mean, whoever your team is, they all win because there's no competition. There's no opposition. But it starts this fall. Spiritually, when you came to the cross, did you notice the change in what I'm doing right now? Everything changes. You're going to face opposition. You're going to face the enemy of your soul. And you have got to be rock solid in Christ Jesus. Listen, the liar, that would be Satan, would love for you to lie about the word. Well, that's not really what God means. Really? It's there, you better take it. That would be like back in the day when Danny Warfel, I'm trying to balance this a little bit. When Danny Warfel, a great Christian, Steve Spearer calls the play. He was the son of a pastor. Steve Spearer's daddy was a pastor. He calls a play, runs it out to Danny. Danny goes, as a Christian, man, we're not running that. I don't care what coach says. I'm going to run this. Are you kidding me? 
You're going to run what Steve Spirit wants you to run. Forget sports. You better be running what God says you need to run because he is the coach. I remember much lower level, of course. Much, 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 much lower level. Man, when kids didn't run the plays I wanted to run out there, guess what? They were coming to the sideline right now. I don't care what your mom and daddy had to say. They're coming off that court right now. Right now. Ask any of those. Hi, Jeremy, how are we doing over there? Good this morning? Great. He'll tell you. Ask him see if coach is lying right now. If a student athlete did not run what we run, wanted uh, operating, we just sent someone up to the scorer's bench. That kid was coming off the floor immediately. And that's just a little old high school game. I'm not talking about sports. I'm talking about he will do everything he can to protect you from resisting him so you don't get destroyed by your adversary. Someone in this house needs to stop resisting the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 3.15, we're almost finished. Remember what it says today when you hear his voice. Don't harden your hearts as Israel did. Parents, you should be going, woo, go pastor, preach it. Because a lot of times when your children hear what you have to say, man, they start bucking immediately. Let, Let me just mention this. Josh, put your earbuds in. I'm trying to set up last night to watch one of my favorite shows, um, Blue Blood. I like Blue Blood. I like police stories. And I couldn't make it through, so I shut it off. I'm done. So I, Joshua. 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 Yes. Come for devotions. Two hours later, That's a big exaggeration. It felt like that, especially when you're tired. And then this little creepy idiot that sits over here somewhere on the left starts talking. Just go ahead and go to bed. Just go to bed. Go to hell. (laughs) Some of you are looking at me like, But see, I'm not a spring chicken in the faith. And that's exactly what I said. I I get tired of his left-handed conversation. He's never in the right lane. He's always in the left lane. Hello? So two hours and 45 minutes later, out comes Joshua. And he does this incredible thing. Josh, this just fits in the message. I'm so sorry. I'll buy lunch today. (laughs) Joshua... He knows. He knows me very well. This is what he does. Oh, she's not in here. So Robin's sitting over on the couch. Joshua, I should actually have him role play this right now. Big guy, six foot, six one. He comes over and lays down in the couch and puts his head on mommy's lap. And then turns his head towards me like, what you got? I said, all right, let's have our devotions. Let's have our devotions. I'm so proud of every one of our children, grandchildren. But even the Webbers have a tendency to resist the voice of the Lord or leaders that hear the voice of the Lord. Oh, now you are not laughing anymore. What you see sometimes maybe in Joshua is a reflection of daddy. Daddy. 
Hello? Now, are you big enough to say that about yourself and your children? When you see the good things in your kids, that's a reflection of mama and daddy and the family and all of that. But when you see some things that need to be cleaned up, they might be, listen, they may be used by God to let a little reflection come back going, you got some work to do. Are y'all here? So Friday was a full day. And I told the Lord all about it. Isn't that amazing how you tell God all about it? And, and, and Lord, I don't really have a lot of time today. I've got the grad bash. I, get the, 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 I don't have a lot of time for my devotions. Guess who resisted before last night? What? I did. And I limited my devotional time with the Lord. Guess who came back to let me know all about it? Joshua. But he didn't know that I hadn't really had a firm time with the Lord. But I didn't have anybody crawl up in their lap. I just had to deal with Father. Yep. How many parents, how many mamas know exactly what I just talked about? How that little child, that little boy, that little girl, she just get right up in there and just get all that little lovey-dovey. <laughs> Safe in mama's arms. God wants you to know that's good, but there's even a better place to be. Safe in Father's arms. Your Heavenly Father, where you can come to Him about anything and say, man, I, I apologize. I've been resisting you. I have been kind of just like, no. This morning, I want you to get up in Father's arms and receive His love, His comfort, His care. He will put you in a position where you are rock solid against all the things that are out there that are just vying for the attention of our young people. Please stay in tune. Please stay in touch with our young people, with children. Listen, it's not like it was when we were growing up. It is a whole different world. Amen. Come on now. All right, we're moving down the very stretch of the finish of the message. Well, Jesus said, they both heard, one received and one resisted, one stood all of the storms, by the way, we already know, and I'm not teaching on that this morning, storms are coming to everybody, saved or unsaved, all storms come from all angles, all walks of life, but the key is this, will you stand or will you crash? The wise always stand, the foolish always crash. Now, sidebar, when you see people crashing, they don't need for us to come up to them and go, oh, how's it doing down there, yo fool? You foolish piece of, you deserve what's happening to you. Don't do that. Don't be religious. Get down in the muck, down in the mire, and help them come out of that and teach them how to run the plays. Of life. Come on. Come on. Here's the quote as we move to the crash scene. Because that's what the Bible says in one translation. That the one that built upon the sand, upon the culture, they're going to crash. Listen to this quote. The secular world we live in today promotes rebellion. Time out. Whoops. I, love, I still love doing that, Jeremy. It is amazing to me. I think it's my full-time job now. I ride around when I can on the golf cart, and I pick up trash all over that campus. 
It drives me crazy, and the kids know it. So what do you think they do? They intentionally see the trash can right there, and they'll throw it right there. On purpose. Intentionally. Really start changing the culture of your home and watch what happens. Really invite the Holy Spirit to come in here and let him have his way with all the gifts that are for the church today and watch the religious people show up and show out. Let the gifts of the Holy Spirit really begin to flow and watch people crash and start talking all kinds of things against you. You know why? Listen, people do not want to listen to authority. People want to be the God of their own lives. Yes, they do. I'm glad he's here this morning. That would be Isaac in the great cloud of witnesses. And I kind of see that little smile again. Like, yeah, go, coach. That's right. That's exactly right, coach. That's what's going on on our campus. Our kids want to be the God of their own lives, and they can't stand anyone to tell them, take your hat off in the classroom. Put your phone away. Stop selling drugs on campus. Don't bring that alcohol in the trucks. Y'all still here? Because, see, I would love for people to say to me, man, he doesn't make the message, the word of God, relevant. Are you kidding me? It's very relevant. Let's look at the Christ sign. Matthew chapter 24, 10 to 13. Listen, and there, <clears throat> excuse me, and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets, may that not happen in this house. May there not be one false prophet come in here and lead many astray. And because lawless will increase, the love of many will grow cold. Do you know what Robin did? We got a few moments. We're almost there. I'm not telling on her. Friday, it's hot. It's even hotter because now we're two hours late getting started, which is really cool for me. I'm like, I love that. No, I hate it. And I look and I go, sweetheart, what is that? She's got, I'm talking about cold. She's got a blanket with her. I said, baby, we're not going north. We're going further south. Hello? Hell is south. I, I don't mean south as in Florida. I'm talking about hell is south, right? I'm going north. I'm going to go up. That's going down. I said, what's the blanket for? She said, I might get cold tonight. Cold? It's going to be 87 degrees there. And the way you walk, have y'all ever watched her walk? Have you ever watched her walk? Do you realize my legs? When she starts walking, she's like this. Lord God, I said, slow down. You know what she says to me? Why don't you keep up? Can you? I'm going, girl. And that was all night long. I said, baby, how's that blanket right now? She didn't need no blanket. It was hot down there, and she was hot, and she's hot all the time anyway. I mean, like, I don't even need to read the book of Song of Solomon. I mean, come on. And that's not making it up. Sometimes I just check the driveway to make sure no one's going to show up. Are the doors locked? Joshua, why don't you go hit for a while? Mom and Dad are going to have their devotions. Woohoo! We're going to read one verse, Josh. Just, that's what he liked. See, I'm real, I'm real, folks. 
Josh, we're going to just read one verse. He loves that when we just read one verse in our devotions because he knows it's going to be quick. Go ahead and go, Josh. Mom and dad are going to read one verse, and then we're going to kind of activate that verse. I'm glad she's been out of the service most of the message. Good job, Rob. Please don't tell her anything. And whatever you do, don't call the district and tell them something that I didn't say. Thank you. <laughs> and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. I'm all about endurance. I'm all about endurance. Not outdoing others, but enduring the race. First Timothy 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. The Holy Spirit asked me to do this. We're almost finished, church. Until you grow in the Lord, please do not practice this until you start growing in the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, I renounce and I command every evil spirit that has been in Chiefland and this Tri-County area, I dismiss them in Jesus' name. All lying spirits must go in Jesus' name. All mockery must go in Jesus' name. And may the Holy Spirit of God show up on these campuses, every one of our campuses, and may young people turn from darkness to light, from sand to the rock, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Second Timothy, go ahead. Give God praise. Second Timothy 4.9, and I certainly would love for someone in here to really look at all these scriptures and go, whoa, now I see why Demas did what he did. This is Paul writing to Timothy as we close. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me. I don't know how many of you have gone to see the movie Paul the Apostle of Christ. He went through hell for heaven. He really did. Somebody had mentioned to me about another movie. As soon as it comes out where we can buy it, I'm getting it. I've been to two movies in the last two weeks and I cried like a little baby. When we were all done yesterday, I said, sweetheart, you know what? I'm not Jesus, but I know what Jesus taught. And he said, you've got to have downtime. Get away from everything. I said, let's go. So we're out of here. Let's go. Servant leaders in this ministry, make sure you don't overdo it because the enemy will absolutely sabotage you. That's why I'm praying with others that God will raise up more servant leaders. By the way, listen, so you understand biblical theology and philosophy. If you call yourself a leader and you won't serve, you're not. You're a self-centered leader. But we're going to have to have more leaders who are servants step up so that no one gets washed out by the storms that will be coming as a result of your service to Jesus Christ. And so yesterday afternoon, uh, we took a little break, got away from everything. I said, no studies, no working on the message, no working on my class, nothing to do with the school. Let's go. And I said, let's go watch the movie about Mercy Me. Let's go watch the story 
can only imagine. I want to encourage everyone to go. I want everyone to take that. When it comes, you ought to go get it. I'm going to use it for parents that beat their children and bully their children. And, and because their dreams crashed, now they want to make sure their children's dreams crash. What a powerful, powerful story. And then for Amy Grant to do what she did, and she passed that baton back to the one who wrote that song, that is incredible. Yes. So I just kept, I had my hands up high. Whew, I'll leave that alone. I just began to weep as I thought about Isaac. I can only imagine. You ought to listen to it. You ought to listen to the song. And you need to go watch that movie. It so re-energized me at the close of the day. And as I said to one of our young people this morning, if Jesus is dead, let's all just weep forever. If Jesus did not come from the grave, then we, we have every right to be totally broken and destroyed. And, and, and go ahead and send all the grieving spirits and the grieving sorrow. Send it all down. to. Oh. But if he is alive, then let's rise up. Let's stand strong together. And let's declare he is risen. Isaac is risen and we will see him again. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like on the other side. Lord, even so, come. Lord Jesus, come quickly. Shall we pray? Father, this morning and we hasten your coming. We look forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you that you've given to us a range of imagination that we can explore and we can use because we stand on solid rock because Jesus Christ is our salvation and he's the rock of our lives. We can overcome. And I thank you. Yes, there may be tears in the evening, but joy comes in the morning and we will rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice so our hearts can still be on the side of sorrow. We will not allow any, any action of darkness to neutralize our walk with the Lord. And I thank you this morning for the entire Evans family. And I thank you for all the loved ones, all the family and friends. I ask in Jesus' name that the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit will go before them I may ask, Father, that you would call them who they are, champions of the faith. We thank you, Father God. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.